I'm Adam Epstein, and I'm a dirty moderate. Hello, dirty moderates. Um, This is a Stay Dirty, Stay Moderate episode, just as we finished day three of the January 6th hearings. A bombshell day. I think the news that you heard today from Greg Jacob, Pence's counsel, and from J. Michael Ludig, the honorable conservative of the Reagan-Bush years, who said Trump and his supporters are a clear and present threat to democracy. All of their testimony about the masterminding John Eastman, who with Trump tried to stop the peaceful order of power, all of this isn't just news today. It's news for days. It's news forever. Dirty Moderates, you know those who join me here uh, when we do our live Twitter, also when you're listening to me, wherever you may be hearing this or seeing this, that we fight like hell for democracy and it's not an empty slogan. It's not a cliche. It's not, a, it's not some catchy phrase. The United States of America is the only country in the history of the world, when it was founded, that is, that was founded on the principle of we the people, that was founded on the basis, not of primogeniture, meaning a hereditary uh, royal lineage, the basis of a king, not on the basis of what class you were in, but on the basis of self-government. And we have successfully been doing that for 245, 250 plus years. Look how close we came via Donald Trump and John Eastman. John Eastman, by the way, this, this crackpot lunatic mastermind who was a clerk for J. Michael Ludic, the judge who testified today, as well as a clerk for Clarence Thomas, who we now know has a wife who is going to be called before this committee, Ginny Thomas, for her traitorous work. She wanted to use a different set of electors. She wanted to rig the system. She wanted to decertify Biden's vote. If you remember releasing information about January 6th, so the Supreme Court was eight to one, only Thomas dissented. But you saw today the reason the founders were so brilliant in prophesizing a society that could govern itself. They had lived under royal tyranny, under the tyranny of a king who ruled by decree and didn't want to listen to them. That's what Trump wanted to do. That's, believe it or not, what his supporters want. They're looking for the strong man. They're looking for the leader. Trump would love to have been king. And he thought it was in his power to use the office of the vice presidency, the center of today's hearings, the idea that Mike Pence would be able to open the envelope and not certify the votes when they came to Congress, the electoral votes from all the electors, that he would be able to go before Congress and reject it, not do the ceremonial constitutional duty of receiving all the electoral votes, open the envelope, reading each state, you know, even the states that Trump won, Idaho for Trump, Michigan for Biden, and then counting up the electoral votes, or reading the count, I should say, and then saying that's it. He even had to stand in the well of the Senate and read his own name as vice president. They read the vice president's name. It matches whatever the president gets. 
that he got less votes than Kamala Harris did. Gore did it, right? Walter Mondale did it in 1980. He was vice president and he had to go before the Senate and certify or confirm the certification, I should say, of Ronald Reagan's win. Nixon had to do it when he was vice president for Eisenhower. John Adams did it. Jefferson did it. My point is everybody did it because everybody did something that Donald Trump didn't do. Liz Cheney even mentioned it toward the end. They put the Constitution of the United States of America above themselves. Because that's we the people, not me the people. Not me. That's Donald Trump. Me, 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 me. Malignant, narcissistic me. A bargain basement despot, Donald Trump is, but he is a despot nonetheless. He would have been happy to do anything to cling to power because he just can't lose. Because his malignant narcissism, his, his, his inability to live in reality, to feel like a loser haunted by his father and all of his craziness, he literally would have taken down American democracy. And he had a lot of help. He had help from Ginny uh, Thomas. He had help from his rioters, his Trump surrectionists. He had help from John Eastman. He had help from many people who did nothing to stop it. But there was somebody that did. Somebody who I'm no fan of, wasn't fan of as a congressman or as a governor, or that he sold his soul to be on Donald Trump's ticket. That's Mike Pence. Michael R. Pence was the doorstop against authoritarianism on that fateful day, January 6th. That's what we learned. Greg Jacob, his counsel, said it again and again and again. He said they were trying to put Mike Pence, using him as a vessel for their mastermind. To overthrow America. It's really that simple. You're, what you're watching and what you heard and what I covered and what we're all, or those of us that care about democracy are glued to, is the reality of really the most genuine and grave threat to American democracy we've ever known. I believe. Yeah, the Civil War is, is bad too. I know you're probably thinking about moment. And yes, we've had those pivotal moments. Greg Jacob did a bit of history. He spoke about how the 1876 election, where there were multiple spates of electors, that was between Democrat Samuel Tilden, who ended up losing to Rutherford B. Hayes, the Republican, that was in dispute. They had no way to determine it because they didn't have a law then that constitutional um, guiding, but they didn't have this the, a law that would handle what to do about electors. And that created the Electoral Count Act in 1887. And look it up for further reading. That's what they kept referring to. So you have the vice president's role constitutionally as the president of the Senate, right? Who thereby certifies, reads, I should say, the certification of the electors. And then you have electoral count, electoral count act, which makes it bedrock that those electors, right, that their votes get counted properly and then they get sent from said states to Congress on January 6th to be read. Mike Pence was doing his job. Mike Pence was doing his job. Mike Pence was doing his job for you, the American people. He was serving you. That's what he swore an oath to do. We now know how many people have violated the oath they've taken to serve the we of the people because they've served Donald Trump. People like Josh Hawley, people like Ted Cruz, all those people. They swore an oath to protect the United States of America, and they haven't. 
because they have been doing Trump's bidding. Mike Pence swore an oath as, to be as vice president. Everybody has taken oath. Get sworn to Congress, you get sworn into a legislator or the Senate rather. Obviously, president, vice president. You know, people think I'm, you know, I solemnly swear, putting the hand on the Bible. You know that the president takes every four years an inauguration. As all know, everybody takes an oath, right? It is not an oath to yourself. It is an oath to everybody. Mike Pence honored that oath. He did. The hearings were shatteringly momentous. Another key takeaway when J. Michael Ludig said in very labored, slow, but dire tones, what Trump and Eastman were doing would have, in his words, plunged America into a revolution within and precipitated what he thought what he thought would be the gravest constitutional crisis he had seen in his lifetime. Now, we always tell you here to make it count. We always tell you here to make it work, right? Vote.org, vote.org, vote.org. Because folks, if you followed me today, and this is not about me, but if you followed what we're doing at Dirty Moderate and showing these hearings, we're showing these hearings because, yeah, the only shot democracy has to can live, the only way it can survive is if we all are transparent, if we all can see it. Everybody who knows this podcast knows I am not a Republican and I am not a Democrat. I am adrift like many of us in this political climate. I mean, by that I mean, I'm not anchored to one party or the other. But this, this is a moment. This is not a moment that you say, I only care about inflation and gas prices. You should. That hits home. But you can care about inflation and gas prices and care about the democracy and care about January 6th and care about this fragile, but up to this point enduring, almost crazy, but amazing idea called America. Because at the end of the day, America is an idea. Folks, our special live coverage of the January 6th committee hearings will continue Tuesday, June 21st at 1 p.m. Eastern. Every broadcast, excuse me, including this one, will be published as a podcast episode, just so you know, wherever you get your podcast. Again, more coverage next week on the 21st. This coverage will be an episode wherever you get your podcast. So if you miss it, go back, listen to it, walk to it, run to it, travel to it. And of course, vote.org. You better get registered, folks. This November, what you're seeing on TV hasn't gone away. It's only begun. It's America or Trumpism. You can't have both. Folks, stay dirty. Stay moderate. Stay safe.